Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is the Georgia Dogs Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Cox with an up and out. Wide open. Touchdown. Israel two. Snap to Young. Drops back. Pressure from the edges. He throws near sideline. And it's intercepted. Intercepted. Kaylee Ringo at the 21. Off he goes. 40, 50, 45, 40, 35, 30. Near sideline. Breaks the tackle. 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown. 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 Georgia. Good evening, neighborhood. How about them dogs? 32, 18. Let the celebration begin. What's up, man? What's up? What's up? We're back after a very hearty Thanksgiving. Uh, after a, a semi or a quarterfinal win for Coach Troop here uh, on the semis. It is Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Network, presented by BetOnline.ag. Joining me is the aforementioned Coach Troop. What's up, man? What up? What up? What up? Glad to have you back. Yeah, man. We had a hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. Um, we had a great win Friday night. One more win, and it's guaranteed that we'll at least have an appearance. It's a guarantee. There you go. Guaranteed. Yeah. So you uh, you guys put it on Calhoun, which I'm not used to seeing because Calhoun's usually a pretty good team. But you guys, man, it, that was that was impressive. We did. I think our guys had some. Um, uh, some Harvard feelings from last year because Gahoon um, kind of stomped on the field a little bit because they played him at home last year. Um, and uh, no, it wasn't very pretty for the Calhoun Yellow Jackets. One for Jackets in general because was what we did at Georgia Tech either. Yeah, so it is. Uh, it's good to see. Uh, so, so good luck in the in the quarterfinal or semifinals, I should say, against Dutchtown. So, I'm, I'm excited for that. I'm excited for you. Uh, we got a lot to talk about, man. We got a lot to catch up on. Some some coaching searches, things like that. Uh, some hires have already been made, which I guess these things are happening a lot quicker nowadays. But we'll we'll get into that here in just a second. Uh, we're also going to talk playoff implications. What what could happen? We're going to tell you what LSU is going to look like. And then, of course, we're going to make some picks. Probably not as, definitely not as many as we did as we have in previous weeks. So, but we are presented by betonline.ag. Uh, basketball is back. BetOnline remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, teams match, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at BetOnline. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, BetOnline features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. And you can throw in college football in there as well. So head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure you use that promo code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V to receive your rewards. Bet online. It's where the game starts. Man, Ohio State destroyed my parlay. Um, <laughs> would, would have gotten it. USC, uh, TCU, and had it not been for Ohio State, I would have won $1 million. No. I would have probably just won like fifty bucks, but still, man, that was a that was a beat down if I've ever seen one. Um, I was not expecting that. I think I took Michigan plus nine. So I thought it'd at least be close because they have been, um, but I was not expecting Michigan to do what they did and in which they did it. So, so Purdue, you got a tall 
ahead of yourself on a Saturday. Yes, absolutely. They do. I mean, I, I haven't seen a team go into the shoe and beat Ohio state like that. I mean, that was, that was a clinic on just manhandling uh, a much softer, apparently a much softer team. And, you know, the toughest team that Ohio State's played is Penn State, I think. Uh, Maryland gave – I knew it was going to be close to Maryland gave them a, of a pretty good game last week. Um, Maryland's gotten a lot better. Um, you know, after the Rutgers did to Michigan, I was like, this is going to be closer than most people think. You know, both of them coming off of their, their – Probably their worst games of the year, but Ohio State clearly had their worst game of the year in the show. So, um, yeah. can they bounce back from that? You know, I think they have written their ticket out of the playoffs. They got a good feeling that people are still going to try to put a Los Alabama team if some fishy happens this weekend. Well, we're all Trojan fans this weekend. Fight on. Um, so, uh, <laughs> USC looked impressive, though. I mean, we'll, we'll get we'll get right into the to, to the playoff implications here. I mean, you know, Michigan punches their ticket. I think they're in no matter what what happens. If they somehow get upset by Purdue, I still think they're in. Um, USC is a team that they control their own destiny here as far as playoff goes. If they lose to Utah, which is very possible, Utah beat them by one, uh, giving them their only loss this season. So it is possible for Utah to beat them, but this this will be. Um, this will be a tough matchup for USC, but if you've watched Caleb Williams over the last few weeks, he has said, give me the Heisman. Um, I'm going to take it. That that dude is impressive, man. That's that, that's probably between him and Drake May, which I, I think I'm going to give the nod to Caleb Williams, but uh, that, Caleb Williams is the best quarterback in the country right now. Yeah, I mean, he was disrespectfully athletic um, this past against a really good, Defensive Notre Dame team, you know, um, kudos to Coach Freeman for having those guys bounce back the way they did um, after you know struggling. Um, I think he's going to do well at Notre Dame when he gets his recruits in, um, kind of hits that trail. But um, just watching Caleb Williams, I mean, he's making play. It is like literally trying to tackle somebody in the phone booth, and you still um, and the weapons that he has right. around him. Um, the offensive line did a phenomenal job. Um, you know, it's basically. You know they control their own destiny. I think they playing against Utah. It's really hard to beat a team twice um, down the year, so because each team is getting better and better um, as they go along. So it's going to be a rip game. I think they play at twelve o'clock on Saturday. Yeah, I think Friday. Early Friday, right? Friday, yeah. I think Friday. Uh, well, they they might be the. I don't know. I'll, I'll double check that here in just a minute uh, when we when we make our picks. But like they win, they're in. Obviously, TCU wins, they're in. But that's a tough matchup with K State as well. I mean, I, I don't know how the committee's going to shake this thing out if if they if they jump TCU uh, with USC into the third spot and match Georgia up with uh, TCU. You know, obviously Georgia's got to take care of business, and we'll we'll, we'll talk about how uh, later. But like of the of the three teams remaining, you know what? Outside of the three teams remaining, TCU, Michigan, and uh, USC, what you think they're gonna you think they're gonna try to backdoor Alabama in here? I think they will. I think if if TCC loses, um, I, I really do think they're gonna try to backdoor and put Alabama because everybody wants to see Alabama. A lot of reason, but um, I think TCC. You and USC have a good chance um, of staying. Um, I know if few USC lose, they'll be out. So now it just yeah. goes to who to put in. Uh, the next best team up will be Ohio State. Um, but considering that yeah. they just lost the really did, they would have to be number four out of Ohio State. Um, if TCU loses, USC wins. I think it's um, yeah. So and if, if we lose, Lose. Michigan wins. You wins. FTC loses. USC win. Go now. As Michigan and Georgia. You know, I think Michigan won. 
and USC and then TCU. I feel like do it. Um, yeah. That, that'll, def- <laughs> that, that'll definitely be that'll definitely be a conversation piece right there. Just trying to figure out how that would shake out if chaos ensues. So it's it's going to be fun nonetheless. The the rankings will come out tomorrow. We are live on a Monday night um, as the Colts and Steelers attempt to play football. I don't know what you call that, but um, I don't know if you'd call that football. But uh, so those will come out. The playoff rankings will come out. Uh, that'll kind of lead the way. That'll give us a little bit of guidance on what they may do, depending on some of the results. And we could probably better protect, better predict a lot of that stuff. So um, coaching hires, man, like there's been some, there's been quite the, quite the action this weekend. Luke fickle lands at Wisconsin. Uh, Matt rule lands at Nebraska. Hugh freeze lands at Auburn. And it looks like Willie Fritz has landed at Georgia Tech. Mm-hmm. So, mighty, mighty weird situation. You know, I, I never yeah. would have thought Fickle would go to Wisconsin. Only one that kind of threw me for a loop. Uh, like, is he trying to leave Cincinnati um, and then to go to Wisconsin? You know, it's like, dang, never saw that one. Um, no. He doesn't strike me as a guy that uh, Barry Alvarez would, you know, take to Cali would. Because he like guy that this is my way, the highway. You know, I'm going to run this team the way I want to. He just gives that presence when I look at him. I love Luke Fickle. Um, yeah, and I think it'd be great. He's what they um, need. They need to kind of get out of that mold a little bit. Oh yeah, because I think sometimes they get trapped in that and they get stuck. Yeah, it's boring. And that's how they ended up with Paul Chris. It's real, real boring. Yeah, boring. I think he's going a little far. Wisconsin, uh, Willie Fred Tech should have been their first. Pick to begin with, um, mm-hmm. I would have had to offer me a lot, lot more money. Money to come now, I'm like, why didn't you hire me the first time? Do this right now. Uh, exactly. I think he gets to take back. I kind of do. You use all those athletes. Um, you know, and and Will Fritz's offense. I mean, they they do really really well. But Paul Johnson was doing uh, before he left. They were really successful then. Um, I always knew that Matt Rule. Get a job as soon as he got fired from the Panthers. So, and I knew for some reason Nebraska was right dead on. So, uh, then South from South Carolina is apparently going to to the BSOC. So, oh, um, okay. heard that. So Kenny Dillingham is going to Arizona State. Ah, uh, that's um, the one I was thinking. I was like, I, I know I left somebody out, but yeah, Kenny Dillingham. That's a good hire, I think. Too, he goes back to his hometown. I, I think that. Could be a good fit. He, you know, he, he was the guy that kind of made that Oregon offense go this year. He had, he had the, uh, he had Bo Nix kind of dialed in this year. So if you can yeah. do that for most of the year, you, you, you've earned a head coaching role for sure. He's made everybody happy in Arizona by trying to keep um, Arizona kids in Arizona. Yeah, which is important. Um, Arizona's a really good. The ball state, you know, Chandler, who we played uh-huh. a couple years ago, always had dudes. Yeah. Um, yeah, that is a really good hire. The one that baffled me is the whole Hugh Freeze. Uh, you know, I really no. think I like being a great head coach. Um, I think if he's. Yeah, I, I do too. It's um, a good two, uh, which they proved to be pretty well. You know, get some guys, um, you know, Fred behind them. I think he had done really, really well. Um, but it is what it is. Mm-hmm. See how it goes. But if I'm Hugh Freeze, I'm keeping that for sure. Yeah, no, totally. Um, that, that that's that's a must. And you know, and if I'm Cadillac, I'm I'm looking around. I'm like, okay, where where can I go? Uh, maybe Louisville is looking. Uh, Coach Prime's leaving, so maybe Jackson State's looking. Cincinnati's looking. Colorado's um, looking, USF's looking. Colorado's still looking. Yeah. FAU, Willie Haggard. Yeah, F- FAU's looking. I mean, there there's options for sure. It'd be real interesting there's, to see how this thing unfolds, especially if he decides to not, which would be detrimental yeah. to his football team. If he didn't. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And, uh, 
the uh, we we have a special guest in the background. If you can't, if you can't hear, <laughs> trying to get um, you. I know, right? They're they're I don't know what they're doing here, but um, so yeah, so so coaching hires. That's a uh, good lord. That's uh, it's interesting, nonetheless. I and and we'll we'll see kind of where Coach Prime winds up, and we'll see um how things shake out. So. Uh, I'm I'm excited to see it. I'm excited to see kind of where uh, where we're at. So, um, let's talk LSU. So SEC championships this weekend. Hold serve in the dome. Get that SEC championship. But Jaden Daniels poses a problem. Keishon Butte causes a problem. Harold Perkins can cause problems uh, for this Georgia team. Georgia's gotten off to a couple sluggish starts over the last two games. Is that a concern with the talent that LSU stacked or, you know, how do you, how do you see that? I think, you know, I meant to text you this the other day. I think that we have, we're in, I feel like, I think we've kind of played to the level of our opponent. Just looking at the record games we struggled in Missouri. It's eight. Um, Sanford was simply because Coach Hatcher was over there. I'm pretty sure yeah. Kirby didn't want to run the rope on them. Um, he, right. um, last week against Georgia Tech, I mean, if you look at those games, the record is not very good. Um, but at the same time, I haven't played bad because we were looking ahead, I feel like. So I don't think in this one, um, I think we know that we're the superior team in this one. Um, uh, in the secondary, is one thing that I worry about, especially with Butte. Uh, Got to play better because I'm pretty sure he's going to be on him, you know, the rest of the night. You know, a little low here, um, especially last week. Um, we got to have to do a really good job playing zone. You know, they got a, really, a lot of really good zone. Um, it's amazing to me how we stop Tennessee's receivers, but we come out, leave Georgia Tech receivers almost wide open or not in the field. Uh, you know, like I tweeted, I said, this is just showing something different to be like, hey, we can do. And then yeah. come Saturday, it's like, no, nah, because so we're going to have to get pressure, you know, on uh, on Daniel. And we're going to have to get him to the ground. He's a very good athlete back there, and you leave him in the pocket, he can, he can eat you up with his legs. So we're going to tackle. Um, defensively, they don't really scare me defensively. They're not the defense of the past um, that we're used to seeing from LSU athletic. Especially on the back end, um, the box um, is still the box at LSU, but they're not as dominant as the level that we've seen from LSU. So we can't come out sluggish because they can beat you. Um, you know, if, if you want to they kind of slept walk through that one. So I think a little bit more edge to them this week. Yeah, I think so too. And uh, you know, I, I think you got to look at also um, what this Georgia team up front like. What what concerns me, and what concerns me watching the Kentucky game, what concerns me watching the Georgia Tech game, is that our failure of being able to get a yard when we need it up the middle. Which that's something we've been we've been good at for most of Kirby's tenure. We've all of a sudden can't pick up that yard. Mm-hmm. That is true. We've also, what, I mean, are, are you concerned about that? Like what, what's, what's happening there? We've also gone more to a zone scheme this year, um, which I've kind of noticed instead of just like what I call that. I was just straight ahead, just man on man, ISO type deal. You know, when you had Zeus back there, um, he was going to get you that yard no matter what. We have different backs, a little bit more finesse in the back. Um, so you think zone is a safe, you know, but what they're doing is they're yeah. taking that away from us. So it's one of those things I got to figure out what you can do well. I think if we just go straight ahead against people, I think we're fine. Um, especially when we yeah. have Bowers and Washington and is back there helping you out too, especially in ISO situations to get a yard. I think that's what you yeah. um Seth is gonna yeah. protect the ball. Um I think we're getting a lot a lot more pressure on him. As of little teams are starting to figure out, well, he likes to get the ball out fast. Well, yeah, he does. But what he also does really well, so I think he's going to have to use his leg. Uh-huh. a lot more championship game, more than being to where he's scrambling. I think he's going to have he's going to have to have some design runs this Saturday in order to be LSU in order to in order to keep LSU at bay and for us to go ahead and take this game over on Saturday. 
yeah, I mean, uh, he's going to have to create. We're going to have to do some things, zone read stuff uh, down in the red zone. Give us a threat so those guys can't load up the middle. Um, you know, have some RPO stuff where you're getting stats and moving. And then just straight move the pocket. I mean, sprint out, let him get it out. And if if it's not there, let him, let him pull it and go because he's really good at that. I mean, he scored on multiple occasions. He's had several big runs that didn't result in touchdowns but resulted in huge chunk plays. And and you have to be able to take advantage of that with him because that's the type of player he is. But if, if you try to sit back and treat him like he's a pocket passer, like he's Tom Brady or Peyton Manning, like just yes. sit back there and, and, and pick you apart, that's not his game. His game is to move around. His game is to create. And when he creates thing, like, the run game, it's better. Thing I guys be doing now against Alabama this year. Championship game last year is we trying to sit him, try to throw the ball. We've done that the last such a weeks. Such a weird game plan. Such no. a weird game plan. Like we, I don't get it. Nah, obvious. Last week, now that you bring it up, is that he threw a lot of a lot of passes in the pocket. Um, yeah, we got it in order to win a national championship again. He's gonna have to, have to move the pocket. Um, use the athlete that you have because if something were to happen, I think Bick's ready for that fire just yet, especially in a situation no, where you get not, that not in this scenario. you have to win the final game and you match championship. Yeah, yeah you know, not, so not in this scenario. You, he's, a, he's safe for Bick using his legs and creating instead of just sitting in the pocket and taking legs like that yeah no definitely not because you know he's going to take that one big shot from Harold Perkins and we might be seeing 15 warming up so um, if you want to jump in on the chat and throw your opinions out there subscribe to our YouTube channel get in the, on the chat uh, we'll, we'll, we'll we will get your comment right here on the on the screen here um, we are talking about the SEC championship how we match up with LSU how we how we can attack them I mean, gap schemes, we, we've been very successful at running our gap schemes, our counters and our powers and things like that. Um, but when you, when you look at us and, and we, we just, I don't know, we just kind of get, we just kind of get boring. We kind of get, I don't know, we get predictable at times. And I don't know if that's just being vanilla just to be vanilla, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. It, it's It's weird how we do that sometimes. Yeah, I, th- I think it is. You know, that go back to Tennessee and watching us in person. I think it come. I think we uh, um, put a put a sixty burger on well, but you oh, know, yeah. once we get up and we get a lead, it's kind of like we're just going to lean on the defense and try to get out of here. And well, we can't do that anymore. Once you get yeah. to this time of the year, which is a championship you win, and once you get to semifinals. If you can't do it because guess who you run into yeah. a USC team or you run into a TCU team where you have to score points. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we're not built for a shootout as of right now when the shootout, but we're not built for a shootout. Yeah. I mean, we, we can score in bunches, but it takes like a lot of momentum. I, I don't, I don't know that we, I don't know that we're there yet. And, and we certainly have the capability. I mean, we, we kind of gotten one with Tennessee you know, about a month ago. And we kind of just took it to him. We kind of pressured Hendon Hooker. I mean, our defense feeds off of it. So the shootouts really just turn into lopsided affairs where we put up like 21 points, just like that. We out Tennessee, Tennessee, and we played stellar defense. And that's how we dominated them. And then we just sat on the ball and took the air out of it in the second half because of the weather was atrocious. Um, But it just it's it's a tale of it's it's Jekyll and Hyde with Stetson, I'm I'm afraid. And 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 I hope that we don't get the Hyde version. Right? Hyde, Hyde's the bad one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. I always get confused with Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah. So Hyde we, we hope we don't get we we hope we don't we don't get this the Hyde version of, of Stetson Bennett. We hope we get the dialed in, confident, slightly cocky, moving the pocket, running around, making plays. Um, finding receivers, uh, just creating, just being creative with with Stetson. We saw number five. We saw uh, Ad Mitchell back in the back in the lineup a little bit. So, so he's trying back. To speak, trying to sneak him on the field, man. He's back. There he is. So, oh, okay. Here we go. Let's, 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 let's get it. Thank 
You got uh, McConkie, you got Bowers, you got Mr. Jack Tall State's still. been an MVP in this whole thing. I mean, you got Carriage Johnson still, you got Blaylock still, so we've got weapons. You know, and you know, this is all gonna be pretty so you hear you heard it here first, right? Does Kirby wear that on the right side of his head? Because when he wears it on the left, we don't really do. He has to wear his headset on the right side. He has to get the fresh fade. Things happen. We're going to win the SC championship. Israel, you got to go dial up the barber right now. Go look him up. Go dial him up. Let's get let's get Stetquavius that tight fade here. All right. <laughs> yeah, we let's, got let's, to, let's, let's 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 bring Stetquavius to the Mercedes Benz Superdome. Or yeah, because if you might stay your day, um, you know the the fade was, was looking a little rough. I'm pretty sure he have that thing yeah. lined up and fresh, you know, for Saturday. So whenever he gets a hit, it's fresh. Think about it, Tennessee, uh, Oregon, South Carolina. Um, who else? I just had um Tennessee, Mississippi State, Tennessee. Those, those three games, that thing was fresh, man. It was fresh. Yeah, I think Kirby uh, in the Mississippi State game, he had his headset on the left side. He got mad, ripped it off, and then flipped it around. Yep, see, man, Kirby, see, Kirby, Kirby if you're listening, put that put that thing on the right side. Absolutely, it's not now your left left hand side. It is for me. Right. It is for me. If it's weird, if it's on the right, especially if it's a one ear, like I have see, to go man. one ear on the left. I can't trust. You. I'm left-handed, so oh, that man. makes sense. I'm left-handed, See, that though. Sense. That makes sense. Yeah, I'm, I'm left-handed. I think it goes on the it dominant looks, side. Yeah, it just looks like like a booger on my left hand. Like if I put it, I feel like a booger in my face. You know, just yeah, because 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 you typically hold your sheet in your non-dominant hand, right? Well, no. I'll, so if the boom mic is well, in the way. Unless you hold it right. Unless I'm writing at one time, I actually hold it in my right hand. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll always hold it. I'll, I put it. I put the sheet in my back pocket. I pull it out probably every three series. I'll I'll pull it out, open it up, and see if anything jumps out off the page. But normally, I can normally I can rattle rattle yeah. off the dome. I'm very get, right. Get right. a good rhythm. You know, it's amazing because I'm a baseball player and I can pick stuff in my left hand. But other than that, I can't do it. Very right hand dominant. Yeah, I'm. I, I could, you know, because of baseball, I can catch better with my right. This thing's useless. Because it's the glove hand. I, I can't do anything hand. else with it. Hold a pencil. I'm trying to teach. I'm trying to teach myself how to throw right-handed. Oof. It's really quite funny. I can't figure I'm, out how to step. I can get left, but I can't step and throw the. How to step just throws everything off. Because you you like you go to step and it feels weird and you like you get your hand all like it like feels just weird. Mm-hmm. Like I throw very know. like I throw like a grenade when I throw right handed. I have the grenade toss, you know. It's all it's all like straight armed. Yeah, just like not much, not much, just not much. I'm I'm here. For all you, yeah. for all you that are listening to the to this audio version tomorrow, you're not going to know a damn thing of what I'm talking about. But, but um, you'll understand. You won't know what we're talking about, but you'll understand. Yeah, we, we've all been there. We've all been there trying to throw with our non-dominant hand, just trying to be funny and all that good stuff. So, um, but yeah. So, so defensively, I, I think you know you got to treat Jaden Daniels the same way you treated Hendon Hooker. You have to you, you've got to push the pocket from the inside. Yeah. Yes. Rough so them the up. Same plan that we had against Tennessee. Yes. Rough them up. And we're already getting some laughs here. Um, <laughs> thanks, Cassidy. You make yeah. it feel a little bit better. Um, rough up the receivers. Push the pocket from the inside. Stop the run. Don't let them run. Mm-hmm. Have Daniels. Daniels is a little bit gimpy with his ankle. He's having some ankle issues. He won't be a hundred percent, but uh, you know, an eighty-five percent Jaden Daniels is better than most quarterbacks that we faced. So um, we can't really like rest on that. So push the pocket from the inside. Get him running side to side. 
to where he can't get comfortable and step into these throws, and then he'll make some unforced errors. Texas A&M gave us a great blueprint on how to how to contain him. Absolutely, you know, I'm looking forward to Bullard having another good good game against these. Um, I like that kid. I like him a lot. Um, Stark, yeah, uh, Stark, Malachi Stark. For uh, Nolan, um, that out defensive end type position, he's doing a, a phenomenal job. Jalen Carter's yeah. got to be Jalen Carter's going to have to go in there, yeah. you know, and wreak havoc like he's been doing, um, you know, and more ring up to Ringo's been struggling a little bit. I don't think <laughs> I, it's, a, it's not a technique. He's there. Um, he just doesn't play air right now, um, which he had, which he did at the beginning of the season. You know, um, need need a little Ringo to come back, and I think we're going to be fine. You know, Master's doing a great job. I'm over there, you know, holding his own on that side. Um, he's a lot more than would be. Oh, um, dude, that kid he, is going to be. He's a pun intended. He is a dog. Um, but Ringo, like, I, I think Ringo's just like not really focused. Yeah, I think he's pressing a little um, bit. I, I, I think he's like, a lot. He's pressing a little bit. Yeah. He's yeah. That's what it seems Something, a little bit. You know? He's off. Yeah, he's just he's just off. You know, um, that one. Um, yeah. He made one of the most unathletic plays I've ever seen in that tech game where the guy just like teleported around him and he just like he stood there like I had a better chance of tackling that guy than he did. And he just I, I was like, oh, that probably cost him three rounds right there in the draft. Yeah. <laughs> Not making that tackle. Like it was a screen. It was a quick screen. Like all he had to do is come up, break down, close the gap and run through the guy's hip and tackle him. And he just froze. The guy just ran right around him. You know, that's why I said there. guys get caught ahead. You know, he he's a top round corner. They don't make corners like him. You know, big no, physical corners don't. that I, run the way he does. Yeah. Um, I, I say that. I'm not exact. I'm not at all worried about his draft stock. That dude physically is extremely gifted. I think there's some things mentally you got to work on him with, but corners are just Corners and closers in baseball. They're like yeah. they're, they're 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 fragile. Yeah. Sometimes. You know, things where he's, he's gotta get out of his funk. No, which I think he's, he's just in a little funk right now. Um he'll he'll be back. I mean he still I had a pretty good game for being in a funk. Yeah. I mean he had some passes defended. I mean he 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 made he made some good plays. Not certainly the level that, that we expect from Keely Ringo, but Dude made some plays for sure. Um, so like, like Funk Ringo is better than most corners on a on a good day. Yeah, which is Absolutely. good for us. I'm a big Bullet fan, man. That kid yeah. is pretty bang good. I love the job. The thing that I like about him, he's very fast in blitzes, and he loves to tackle. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like a small scene. You know, he'll hit you. He ain't scared. I mean, no. he's very, very physical. I really, I really like the kid. And seeing him in person against Tennessee, he was making the checks and the calls, and, and they were sending him on blitzes and stuff. Big fan of that kid. Very big fan. Like I said, Lester and Stark, and all going to have to do it three more times. Three yeah, more let's get it three more times. Let's ho- let's hoist that trophy, whatever whatever that thing is, a little cylinder thing. Let's hoist that thing again. Um. Now let's get this thing. Let's, yeah, let, we, let's we go. We missed it last year. We we missed it last year, but we did. Well, now let's get both of them. Yeah, exactly. Now you get so. two rings or three rings. You get three rings now. You get a yeah. championship ring, semifinal ring, and a natty. Which is the Peach Bowl. Mm-hmm. Oh, we got to if play we finish number one, we get our choice. Yeah, it's Peach Bowl. So we get our choice. And if it's Peach Bowl against USC, guess who has to travel? Yep. So basically, a home game for us. Yep. So we get our second SEC Pac Pac twelve matchup, where the Pac twelve is playing a not true true road game. See what did there? Mm-hmm. See it. So here, here's a topic that I saw on uh, on SEC Network with uh, on the SEC final with uh, you know Peter Burns and uh, Ko Spikes and Ben Watson. Our 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 guy Ben Watson, oh, yeah. Benjamin Watson, the 
uh, one of the one of the best dogs out there. Oh yeah. They were talking about who is coach of the year, and I thought this was an interesting. I, I got to give credit for them for the topic. I mean, I, I know it's not. I know it's not like an earth shattering topic that you know someone with half a brain cell can come up with, but that's where I saw it. That's what's that's what's in, inspiring this conversation. So I got to give them credit where credit is due. So coach of the year, SEC coach of the year. Um, you know, obviously, you know, you 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 got to give a nod to Kirby. He's 24-0 in the regular season, uh, lost 15 draft picks and still finished undefeated, swept the SEC again, went 12 and 0. Um but some other candidates that I, I think are honorable mentions, you know, Josh Heupel going ten and two in his in his second year, and inheriting a dumpster fire of a Tennessee program. Uh, Shane Beamer, over the last two weeks, has kind of jumped his, kind of put his foot in the race. That was um, two top ten that was wins, two top ten wins in the last two weeks, respectively. Um, including a 60 burger on Tennessee, on the aforementioned Tennessee. Um, you get Clark Lee, who might have inherited one of the worst teams in FBS, all of FBS, outside of like UConn and UMass and Hawaii. Like there was like very, I could count on one hand the teams that were worse than yeah. Vandy. Um, he goes five and seven. Two conference wins over Florida and on the road at Kentucky, who was a ranked opponent at the time. Um, so impressive for Clark Lee. Um, you know uh, the the That's polar it. opposite is Brian Harson. <laughs> Cat no Cadillac for going what four zero in his uh, he went you know coming in for Brian Harson. Where did he go three and one? I think he went three and one. He gets the interim coach of the year. Um, Elijah Drinkowitz, man. I mean, I, you know, not coach of the year, but like I had him first fired. I thought he was going to be. He, and he goes bowling. Like he can. Every time I fire, he does it. Like Jordan, I feel like we, we saved his job. The win against South Carolina saved his job. You know, it's just like, dang, you just can't get rid of the win against Arkansas. The win against Arkansas saved his job. But if I had to pick every time he's my guy for coach of the year, um, from yeah, I I like the Shane Beamer, yeah, and then to come back and finish the way he did, beat Tennessee and Clemson, Clemson, um, you know, Spencer Rattler pretty much, you know, bet on the game and tried to, you know, sabotage it. I'm kidding, he didn't do that, but. It seemed like he did because he yeah. threw picks and then he did touchdown. You know, it seemed but, like he better get you know, it seemed like he better for Florida too. Yeah. You know, to win that game the way he did, um, you know, to get that trophy back, you know, in South Carolina, you know, deal. Um to keep that team five together. game losing streak in that series. Yeah, because the offense yep. was looking rough, you know, defense is getting beat, you know, uh-huh. to do what he's the injuries he's had. Um, and the turmoil of, you know, fire your OC is, you know, that, that, yeah. that's a tough deal. And he came out victorious. So yeah. um, I think Shane Beamer deserves. Um, of course, you know, Kirk does, obviously. But, you know, to do what Shane did, you know, Clark Lee, at, at, even at Vandy. Vandy's going to be really scary in the coming future, you know, as if he keeps yeah. doing what he's doing. You know, three, you know, definitely Shane, Clark, and obviously Kirby. Um, three guys yeah. to get it if they got it. But Shane's I, I go, just because of what he. I, I, I go Kirby because uh, I, I don't think I don't think you need to get lost in the, in the fact that, um, you know, you get these saving standards on him and you just kind of expect him to go undefeated every year, losing what we lost. I, I know you and I know more about our roster than than most, but it's still impressive nonetheless. Uh, Shane Beamer, I, I think, yeah, that's very scary. And Shane Beamer, I think, had a tremendous turnaround. I, I think there were certain points where he was in jeopardy, I think. Uh, and he not only dug himself out, 
he did it with an exclamation point. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, y'all are getting ready. What was this year two? Yeah, I was, I was like, that's stupid. That's, that's, that's <laughs> even even against Georgia, <laughs> even against Georgia, they played hard. They just yes. made a million and a half mistakes. Spencer Rattler, you know? and, and Spencer Rattler, which poor guy was just thrown to the wolves. Man, he was dreadful. Um, I think had had he been more consistent, that hell they might be second. They might have been second in the East with the effort they put out. Mm-hmm. So. I, I give Shane Beamer kind of like the one B nod. I, I think it's going to be Kirby, but if it's not Kirby, it should be Shane Beamer. Should be should be Shane Beamer. So uh, I thought that was interesting. So let's make some picks, shall we? What we got? What we got? All right. So our picks go as followed. Uh, Georgia is thirty six and a half point. No, I'm just kidding. Um, our first matchup is Friday. Uh, 7 p.m. 8 p.m. on the, the East Coast, I believe. Um, Utah is taking on USC for the Pac-12 title. USC is three-point favorites over under set at 67. What are you taking? Uh, give me C minus three. Um, I've been be the team twice, and I think Kayla Williams is playing out of his and that defense has been really, really good, especially that front guy. So give me USC in this one. All right. Um, the Pac-12 the Pac title game, I think, is going to go to USC as well. I, I think Caleb Williams is playing phenomenal football. Uh, that team, even though they're kind of sharp and soft a little bit on defense, they're clicking. They're doing just enough. We'll see how they do against uh, against a very physical Utah team. So um, this is a rematch game for uh, for the Trojans, but I do like the Trojans minus three. Um, not touching over under though. So yeah. this is not a two leg parlay. On Saturday, uh, the noon kick, the Dr Pepper Big Twelve Championship TCU uh, is matched up against K State at an all purple uh, championship affair. Kansas State had a tremendous turnaround as well under Chris Kleiman, uh, bringing back power football. If you want, if you, if you laid your eyes on uh, North Dakota state during their five in a row run of national champions at the FCS level, Chris Kleiman was the head of that. And they were a lot of 22, uh, 31 personnel teams, you know, a whole lot of uh, 21 personnel, a whole lot of, you better man the F up. And TCU is uh, they got Max Duggan at quarterback, who's a playmaker. They they're they're not a team to, to be slept on either, as far as physicality goes. This will be a really really good game. The two and a half point spread is very appropriate for this one. The over under set at sixty one and a half, so there will be a little bit of points scored. Uh, Deuce Vaughn is one of my favorite players in the country. I don't know, man. I, I think. I want to pick Kansas State so bad. I really do. You know what? I'm going to pick them. Deuce fun. I like Kansas State plus two and a half. I think they're going to cause some issues in the playoff here. I really want to take Kansas State as well, but there's always a but. I'm still going to take Kansas State. I think TCU wins the game, but I think Kansas State keeps it close. I think it's going to be a real similar game um, that TCU just played because Kansas State's defense is good. Um, yeah. With I, I hope they win. Don't no, it's going to cause a lot of problems, you know, moving forward. But he wins, but I think Kansas State um, covers the spread, holds it to two and a half. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Might be a one point game. I don't know. Kansas State might win. Very, right, Baylor, uh, Baylor vibes to it, I feel like. Yeah. For sure. Um, in a game that was supposed to go to James Madison, but they can't because they're on that transitional uh, probation for James some Madison. odd reason. Yeah, like they came up from FCS, so like they can't do postseason for a year. That's good. Yeah, it's like it, it hasn't mattered for a lot for a lot of teams that made the jump because they were 
they, they had a rough, rough go in their first year anyway. But for Coastal, actually for, for James Madison, they're the best team in the conference. They're the best team in the Sun Belt. Can't even shit. That's rough. Can't, can't play for championship. Can't go to a bowl. Yeah. Oh. Tell me how much sense that makes. So in steps, Coastal Carolina, they are without Grayson McCall, which that's a huge, huge blow uh, yeah. for them. That puts them at 10 point, 10 and a half point underdogs against Troy. I Without Grayson McCall, I like, I like Troy. Yeah, that's tough, 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 tough. Yeah, I think I think Troy wins. I think the defense of Coastal keep it. So I think they'll keep it within seven. Um, the defense is still pretty good. Um, if they can control, I think clock. You know, they don't turn the ball over. I think it'd be a lot closer if they do that because I think defense will keep it. But I think Coastal wins. But I think keep it I'm gonna go plus I'm gonna take the plus ten and take coastal in this one. Then they keep it close. Keep it close. I love it. All right. Uh then our next matchup Central Florida, the Gus Bus takes on Tulane. Willie Fritz uh looking to get a uh get a conf- or get an American conference championship under his belt before he goes to Georgia Tech. I like the green wave. In this one, it's a rematch where Central Florida thumped Tulane in their fir- the first time they met. Um, but I think Tulane's going to get the rematch. twice, and defensively, UCF's been struggling. So I think they send Will Fritz out, you know, with a bang, and I think they will take the win on Saturday. The SEC Championship, LSU Georgia. Georgia is 17 and a half point favorites. With all that we talked about, is that spread too high? Which the last few weeks it has been. Mm-hmm. Was last last week was twenty two, twenty one. No, last week was thirty six and a half. Last week was thirty six and a half. Was the spread? What was thirty four to thirteen? Thirty seven fourteen. Thirty seven fourteen was the score. Three. Hmm. I'm gonna take it. I think UGA is going to play like – think about it now. The teams that they beat outside of Tennessee because of the rainstorm, they beat um, when they've shown up and played. So I think they're going to show up and play in this one. Even like, after sluggish starts, yeah. They, yeah they've they shown that really they in the Dome, so I think it's time to knock the dust off um, the Dome and win this thing. And be one of the playoff semifinals. Remember 2019. Uh, Blake Rafino, host of AYS Sports. Are you serious? Sports. He's an LSU guy. Uh, sorry, Blake, but Georgia's going to win and get the cover here. Uh, it's going to be tight for a little while, but Georgia's going to do what Georgia does. They're going to pull away with, with the run game. They're going to affect the quarterback and they're going to bend and not break early on while they're, while they're trying to feel their way through this game. And then, and then once they figure it out, boom, here, here we come. There you so, go. Uh, and then the nightcap uh, is your choice between the ACC championship uh, with Clemson and North Carolina and the Big Ten Championship between Michigan and Purdue. Michigan has a similar point spread against Purdue. They're 17-point favorites against Purdue, which I'm all over Michigan on that one. All over that one. Uh, um, North Carolina had, had been straight. I like them over Clemson, but... I still, they're plus seven and a half. They're plus seven and a half. Yeah, I, I think they at least cover if they don't win. Because DJ... Um, Struggling. Oh my God! It's yeah. not. It's not so. Yeah, it's kind of a toss where you put a quarterback. They they got a quarterback issue, meaning they don't have one. So, Dead. but there you have it. Championship Saturday, right? It's gonna be a good Saturday. I'm excited. Um, let's answer this question. Besides Kirby being the coach for Georgia, who's been another good coach? For Georgia, Mark. Rick uh, I'm not sure what you're talking about. Mark Richt is one. Vince Dooley, Jim Donnan did some good things in recruiting. He couldn't quite get over the hump against the rivals, but um, 
Ray Golf was not really a good good one, but yeah, Ray Golf really wasn't a good one. He's um, sorry, Ray. He's struggling. He got so much talent there, though, but he, he struggled big yeah, time. Like, like him as a person, you know, but yeah. he struggled. Struggled as a football coach at the university. Well, Mush was a great coach for Georgia when he coached at Florida and South Carolina. He sabotaged those programs for us. So thanks. <laughs> okay. um, oh man, that's funny. Um, I still, I'm still can't believe Auburn hired Hugh Freeze. Man, that's like I don't like that. I don't. I don't like that. I'm all for second chances. You know, I'm not, I'm not above, um, but. I just can't fathom the fact that he's, you know, all, well, he, you know, what he did is perfectly legal now, you know, so it's not all bad. You using the school credit card for at the, at the adult, at the adult joint. Hey man, look, you, know, you gotta Call get recruits as soon as possible, you know, so. I guess so. I guess so. And then, then he's DMing like sexual assault victims. I did not know that. Yeah, at, at Liberty when he did get a second chance. So screw him. Um, they screwed over Cadillac for him. Yeah. yeah. You know, I was looking at something the other day, and it was, you know, what you just said about second chance. They were talking about, you know, Dion uh, for a couple of jobs here, and they were talking about his prime academy was a, was kind of failed out. You know, they kind of left a red mark in him as far as being a head. I was like, so you're going to take the school that he was trying to create to help that just didn't pan out. Now to, they just a lot of people to Hugh Freeze who you know, I mean, Google that. So it's just one of those deals to where where, where you at at that particular time, you know, and kind of what the people want. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't really consider it or I just consider Considerate of what is what what looks good at that. If it's me, Cadillac and Deion Sanders are the two best candidates to jobs. Considering the fact that you got a, a guy who's going to love the school, going to do anything for the school, you know that's what I'm looking at. Not just oh, it's Hugh. Free. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It totally makes sense. Um. So yeah, I, I just I don't I, I you know I don't get why you would pass him up to to get this guy. It's like unwanted drama in your program, um, and I just don't I just don't understand why you would why you would welcome that. But who knows? But I, I think that leaves the door open for Coach Prime to go to Colorado. What like never thought I'd hear that yeah. being said. They offered him, yeah, man. It's, I don't like I don't what we got to get Jake on. You know, uh, I don't I don't know what Auburn wants. You know what I mean? You hired Harsh, um, and you had a clearly better candidate. It's yeah. Um, you know, he was not taking anything from his coaching ability because I think he's a, a really good coach. But you take yeah. that guy from the west, from the Mason to the south. It's a uh-huh. great down here, man. You know, it's the caliber of kids that you're dealing with. Yeah. Um, so, uh, does Hugh Freeze, you know, coming from Liberty, you know, understand what he's getting into? Um, well, he's been he's in this league before. Player. Yeah. I mean, he's a Southern guy. He's a Tennessee guy. So, he, I mean, culture-wise, yeah. he knows, but he he's also he's also got a little bit of the the scumbag scumbaggery a little bit with some of the stuff that he's done. Yeah, but. Is, but is the scum there, or did it leave? Because he had to get right with Jesus to get into heaven. Oh, yeah, righteous gemstone here. And I tell my kids all the time, I'm trying to get into heaven. Y'all are sometimes slowly but eating my progress. You guys are boarding me on the wrong bus here. <laughs> you guys, are, I'm no. getting my CDL. So some days I'm like getting my CDL to drive to drive the. Uh, the red bus, not the, uh, not the blue bus. I'm so, tell you better get right. Catch this lip. Yep. <laughs> I will use that one. That one's good. 
Yeah, I'm gonna use that one. That's good. So yeah, no, I, I think they made a uh I think they made a show in, in on HBO called The Righteous Gemstones about Hugh Freeze being a yeah. being a preacher man. Yeah. From a football coach standpoint, it's a great hire. You know, if you're just looking at ball, um is it is he fits what they want, um, as far as yeah. Is, you know, an offensive scheme, but that I, I think they should have given it, given it to Cadillac in my honor to take to do what he did. Yeah, and I know this is not believing Auburn, but Cadillac Williams fan, I've been a big Cadillac Williams fan. So to do what he's done in the short amount of time that he did it, and got in my mind that if they don't have those penalties or turn the ball over Alabama, they beat Alabama. Yeah, they they were there's no doubt. Yeah, because Alabama yeah. went on that run right before halftime. Yeah, yeah. I mean they they, they went yeah. Yeah. it helped them out. Bill but. Bill, Bill Bryan found uh found the O for his name. So he's now mm-hmm. he's Bill O'Brien again for at least one more week. So yeah. Well, that's gonna wrap it up for us here on the believe in Georgia dogs podcast on the believe network. We, uh, this sec championship edition of the believe in Georgia dogs podcast. We'll see where the playoff rankings come out tomorrow. We'll, we'll see what the implications are on Saturday. See where we are selection Sunday. We will react to that as well. We'll do a bowl pick them. We'll have some fun. We'll go out of pocket a little bit and do more of believe in college football type show where we just kind of talk bowls and talk matchups and just postseason awards, things like that. We'll go around the conference, you know, say superlatives, things like that, who we thought played well. Um, and we'll give like an early like reaction to the playoff matchups and then kind of how we see it unfolding from there. Then as we get closer to game time, we'll do a full scale uh, preview. And maybe even try to find a maybe even try to welcome Ryan Dirud or somebody from USC um, out here if that's who we indeed match up with. We'll try to figure out who we can get um, as a guest if we can get a guest, and uh, we'll uh, we'll go from there. But uh, I, I think it's going to be a fun run here. I, I think Georgia's finally going to uh, win the first SEC championship since 2017. Um, so I'm excited about that, and uh, we'll we'll see where this goes, man. Absolutely, four or top. I can, I say top six. Yeah, Michigan, TCU, USC, Ohio State, Tennessee. I know Tennessee got much up by South Carolina, but they all beat Alabama. They so, did. You yeah. can't put Alabama over Tennessee. So Tennessee fans rejoice in me saying that at least. Like, here's the I'll go on a tangent here before we actually close. Tennessee fans, um, <laughs> this is why the rivalry is reignited with me with Tennessee. Like when I was living in Georgia, I didn't really care much about Tennessee. Like I, I didn't like I mean, you know, you you hate them the week you play them, but like outside of that, I'm like, okay, whatever, it's Tennessee. Since living up here, man, they Tennessee fans are like Georgia this, Georgia that. Um, every chance they get, they mention Georgia. Um, and us making excuses and making excuses for themselves, and yeah, well, we're only in year two of Josh Heupel, and we only lost to Georgia by fourteen, and you know it took them. They make up all these fluky situations. Started raining. It's like it's there. If it doesn't doesn't rain, all don't cross the fifty. Yeah. I mean, it was, it, it's, it's a, it's, it's, I'm like, guys, you can, it's okay to be excited about your team. I get it. You're, you're pretty good, but come on, man. Like you yeah. get dominated by the team that you're criticizing. And like, what do you, and like, you got come on. yeah. So you really can't talk. Well, we did. This Georgia, yeah. What what'd you do to South Carolina? You you allowed them to party. That's what you did. You got a bright future under Heupel. Gotta find some defense, but you got a bright future under Heupel. Heupel's a really good coach. If he wasn't coaching for Tennessee, I'd be a bigger fan of him. But he coaches Tennessee, so I can't. Um, so yeah, I'm with you there. 
So I thought I'd share that, but, uh, but yeah, that's going to do it for us now. We're, we're going we're gonna to get out of here. But uh, we thank you for listening. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Find us on social media. Uh, there's a link tree in my bio for everything, everywhere you can find our show, including the SiriusXM app, TuneIn Radio, and anywhere else you get your podcast. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you download. Make sure you give that thing a listen because you will not regret it, I promise you. For Israel Troop, I'm Corey Burton. We hope you have a great rest of your week. We hope you have an even better weekend. Enjoy your championship Saturday. And as always, go dogs. We're presented by betonline.ag. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.